Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, welcome to the latest episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. So glad to have you with us here on the 30th of June. We're halfway through 2021. How the hell did that happen? This will hit on July the 1st, and if we don't remember to say it later, happy, happy Independence of Day. July. Yes. Celebrate America. Light them fireworks off. Unless you live out west where it's like drier than hell, don't start any more fires. Yeah, and of course, as typical for one of our episodes, we're going to talk about how much America sucks. <laughs> how much we love it, but it sucks. All right, we're going to start off with baseball. So we got a lot of sucking in baseball this week. Speaking of sucking, the, the, yeah, they suck worse than Angel Hernandez behind the plate. <laughs> Uh, are we referring to my team? Yes, the yes, Chicago, we are. The great and glorious Chicago Cubs. Because I was really, well, I was kind of hoping for a little bit of positivity coming into taping today. I figured maybe they would get the last game in a three-game series with the Brewers. <laughs> stop the slide. Stop it at five. Seven to nothing lead after the first, top of the first. And I'm like, feeling good. Even though Rizzo's out of the lineup, Bryant's out of the lineup. But no. Wow. Talk about an epic collapse. That was brutal. 15-7 Cubs, Cubs, Cubs lose today, 15-7, swept by the Brewers. So that's three games lost on the leader in their division. So now the Cubs sit at 42-39. and 39. Now six games back of the Brewers. Gee, Mr. Ross, how about how you played last week, huh? How about that? Yeah. Dumbass. And the weird thing is about the Cubs this, this past week, we had just missed out when we taped last week's episode on the, the big high of the week, which was the combined no-hitter against right. the Dodgers to start that four-game series with Davies, and then Kimbrell shutting them down. Tapero was in there. Chafin yeah. was in there. And it was like, okay. Maybe this is awesome. They're Going treading water. West? Yeah. Cool. Ever since then, <laughs> disaster. In the four games, the four games against the Dodgers last Thursday through Sunday, the Cubs struck out 53 times in four games. Damn. 53 times in four games. That's brutal. Like you said, where is uh, Rossi right now to talk about how great the bats are? Yeah, they're, they're non-existent. So, yeah, this oh. one, I hate to say it. Oh. I hate to say I was not I was not rooting against my team, despite the fact that I picked the Brewers this week. I know you did. Because I saw this coming. I saw this coming. It came I hate to you in a dream. I hate to say it, but I saw this coming. It, it occurred. It happened. I was omniscient. I was prophetic, and now the collapse is in full force for the Cubs. Fire sale coming after the All Star break. Stay tuned. <laughs> How about the Southsiders, bud? Starting to show signs of life after their big skid. Still in first place. Treading water with half the team on the IL, half the projected starters. 
good news is um, Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez are cleared for full baseball activity so they can start beginning their rehab process. Uh, Kopech is finally back. No rehab starts. He did a couple of simulated games, so he's been activated. Uh, Billy Hamilton just got reactivated after coming off an oblique, but angles down with the hamstring. Don't know how long he'll be out. Eaton is now, he's been out. He's now day-to-day with the hamstring. Jake Lamb just the, was designated on the IL with the quad strain. Uh, today, Aaron Bummer and Evan Marshall just hit the IL. Bummer with the hamstring issue and Marshall with a forearm flexor. Jesus. I mean, we can't catch a flip and break, and we damn near lost to Brayu for a significant time. He took a 98-mile-an-hour fastball over the weekend to his left knee, and it was just a bruise, and he went day-to-day, but he came back last night on the 29th as we record. So he looks good. So we'll see. It's just, we're, we're treading water. We just called up a kid from AAA, Gavin Sheets last night, went two for three with a couple of RBIs. So not too bad. Yeah. That's the thing. Here's the funny thing. Now the White Sox this week are 46 and 32, but otherwise they're in the exact same spot they were at this time last week when we taped. They're yeah. in first place. They're two and a half games up on the Indians, exactly where they were a week ago. So like you said, the definition of treading water. Yeah. Now what about uh, your ace last night, <laughs> Mr. Giolito, getting into it with the former MVP, Josh Donaldson? Donaldson's a fucking pest. The guy just <laughs> needs to shut his pie hole. That and, was and brilliant. I still... I'm not going to commit 100% to this when we were talking in the, the pre-show warm-up, but he's the one, I think, that really got the ball, ball rolling on all this, let's start checking the pitchers for the foreign substances. So Yeah, th- this is not the first time he's made comments to pitchers, and I think he's going to wind up getting a fastball to the ribs somewhere down the line. If he doesn't, whoever, whoever does it can say, oh, well, I don't have my sticky stuff. So I lost control. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you could buy me some spider tack, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) No, Giolito didn't have his best stuff last night. Didn't have great command, but just gave up the two runs through six innings and the bullpen again, Marshall gave up three in the seventh to make it seven, five. And thankfully, the Sox were able to hold on for a 7-6 win over the Twins. Well, there you go. So, speaking of the sticky substance debate and the White (laughs) Sox, because he was playing against your team. Yes. Our our early dumbass (laughs) call-out. Because I'm sorry. We've got so many. Just go ahead and let's put them in now. Hector Santiago, Mariners pitcher, gets caught with a sticky substance inside his glove dude what the fuck you know you're gonna be checked and you still do this how stupid are you oh but it was what rosin and perspiration no it wasn't oh come on dave that's high school chemistry shit (laughs) 
And yeah. now, of course, he did get the 10-game suspension, but he is appealing, of course. Of course. Uh. No, any pitcher right now that gets caught deserves to be done for the season. Not just the 10-game suspension. Just for being idiots. <laughs> Their team should just put them away for the season for being that damn stupid. <laughs> All right, so now... For the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the sticky substance debate. And and somehow all this cool stuff seems to happen with the White Sox because you, Isn't guys, that wonderful? you guys are playing the pitcher who's the first one to get nailed. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how you had the pitcher for the Tigers who threw up all over the mound. Yeah. Now, of course, we got another upchuck, not this time with the White Sox, but the Angels Dylan Bundy the other night. <laughs> oh, he uh, he Oh my god. That yeah, was... there's minor league puking and there's major league puking and this and was this, this was major this is all-star game quality puking. Yeah, I mean there was a pile behind <laughs> the pitcher's mound to the point where commentators and radio hosts were trying to like... speculate what he'd been eating. <laughs> I see nachos, I see pasta. <laughs> There's a little tomato in there. Yeah. Now, of course, they're saying, well, it was too so hot and humid. And it was, but come on. Come on. No. That, that was not the dry heaves no. from not hydrating enough. Yeah. He overate beforehand. Yeah. And it came back and it, bit him in the ass. Big time. Speaking of the Angels, their MVP, Mike Trout, has now been pushed back to the 60-day I.L., and won't be back until after the All-Star game. He's only about 50% through his rehab. Now, here's what I want to say about the Angels. Screw Mike Trout. Shohei Otani is, is putting on a freaking show right now. It, offensively could, and on the mound. Could, he's pitching tonight. Yeah. This could, I am not... An Angels fan by any means. This guy isn't the MVP of the I think league you have to year. go back, literally, if he stays healthy, and that's a big if, but again, he's already gone through the Tommy John. Usually yep. that means once you're done with that, you're done, you're okay. If he goes through the rest of the year healthy, this could be the greatest single player season since Babe Ruth. Yes, I mean, I don't see how you can exactly. debate it. He's going to end can. up hitting almost 50 home runs, driving in 120, 130, and he's going to end up – he won't win a ton of games pitching, but no. he'll get 200 strikeouts, and his ERA will be under three. Yeah. With 120, 130 innings pitch. It, that is unfreaking believable. It, it's amazing what he's putting up. Yep. And this guy is your leader for the MVP. I don't right see how now. there's anybody even remotely close. No, he's in a league of his own this season. Now, speaking of players who are on fire, we mentioned him last week, much to the chagrin of me, Cubs fan that I am. Kyle Schwarber has not cooled off. No, he is on a amazing home run he tear is right still now. Still launching bombs. He tied. Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa for the most home runs, I believe, in an 18-game stretch. Yeah. Way to he's go! In the, he's in the group right now. Now, I I tried to look back. I think this one's on Epstein. 
I don't think this one is on Hoyer. I no, think this is an Epstein. Epstein was the one that decided to let him go. Yeah. Before Hoyer took over. It's three million dollars, and I'm sure I said this last week. Three million dollars between what you decided to pay Jock Peterson Who? versus what you could have paid Kyle Schwarber to keep him around. Way to go. Ricketts, oh, no fans. I don't have any money. I can't pay anybody. Idiot. Idiot. Theo is not looking like the baseball genius he has been made out to be either with the condition that he left the Cubs in. No, for all the good things he did for the Red Sox and for the Cubs, he left. there's a lot the, of bad. Yeah, the horrible contracts. Jason Hayward. Ugh. Bad Jason contracts. Hayward. Bad decisions on who to let go, who to keep. Yeah. Not so good. We'll see how that plays out. Can we do something before we get into more bad stuff? I want to do a feel-good story. Okay. The other night, Yankees 70-year-old Batgirl, Gwen Goldman, this got was to throw a cool out the first story. pitch. This was awesome. Yes. It reflects badly on our society back in the early 1960s. When she couldn't be the Batgirl for the team. Now, because... now they, they didn't say anything overly sexist. No. They just said, we don't think we'd be comfortable having you around all the male players. Right. So maybe a little protective, maybe a little overly cautious. Probably for a good reason with right the, the idiocy. Spitting and the, the crotch grabbing and yeah. The misogynistic attitude right. of the time. But she finally got to be Batgirl for the Yankees at 70 years old. So good for her throughout the first pitch. That I think was, she took out the lineup card too. Yeah. This was just a phenomenal move. So we're team. all we're not all negative here, kids. We like the good stuff. We like stories like this are fantastic. Exactly. Now can we go to the bad? Yes, let's go back to the bad. Trevor Bauer. <laughs> oh, we're going fifty shades now, aren't we? Yeah. Dodgers ace pitcher. Only on a one year deal though. A That's massive right. one year deal, but a one year deal is now being accused of sexual assault. And the stuff that's coming out here, it's a he said, she said again. But he has got the texting. He has got proof that this lady is making up her story. Yeah, and again, She texted him saying, I want you to choke me out. Right. I want you to slap me around. This is what I'm into. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thank God we're explicit here at Sports Frenzy because, yeah, this is all about rough sex. And it can is. he prove that she wanted rough sex? He says he's got, he's kept the texts leading right. up to their the two times they got together. So we'll see where this goes. The Dodgers have got to feel good that at least, number one, he's got something on his side to exonerate him, possibly. And then number two, that they've only got him for the one-year deal. Right. And now, this whole Me Too thing that's come out. Yes, there are pigs out there who take advantage. But, as we all know, there are women out there who will try and take advantage of the celebrities as well. And check out the weekend edition. We will have more on this in the weekend edition involving celebrity sexual 
miscreants and how they've handled that this week in the justice system. Yeah, that's I agree it, completely though. Sketchy stuff, but I'm sorry. Women, yes, you have been vilified through the ages, but you're just as vindictive and corrupt and evil as any man can be as well. And that's one thing. You want equality in the world. We've talked about this for weeks and weeks, and we'll still have some other topics here coming up where we'll bring it up. Everybody wants to be treated equally. I think the conquistador just summed it up perfectly. Equality doesn't just mean the positive stuff. Equality means the negative stuff, too. That means sexual assault. You have to look at both sides. Who's Is there vindictiveness in there? Is there jealousy? Is there some kind of a revenge factor involved? Exactly. I'm sorry, but he's 100% right. Innocent until proven guilty. The man should not be automatically assumed to be guilty just because of all the male hate that's been floating around out there in the media for the last 20 years. Exactly. And if Trevor Bauer has proof of this, you better back off of him, let him go back and pitch every five days. Yeah, there, there's no reason he should be held accountable for this if he can back up everything, that it's not on him. There you go. And unfortunately, like I said, there's going to be more stuff like this coming up, especially on the weekend edition. But for now, let's go to NASCAR. Big, big news on the racing front and the NASCAR front. Before we get to the Pocono doubleheader recap and our picks for the Road America race this weekend, let's talk about SRX race number three. Oh, my God, that was fun from Eldora the Dirt Track. God, my DVR crapped out because we had huge storms oh. that night. But luckily... CBS Sports Network replayed it Sunday night, so I picked it up and watched it. I'd seen the first heat, and then, of course, all they did was plaster the the yellow and the red-green map all yeah. over the place with our local uh. news babes talking about, take shelter, take shelter, you're all going to die! But yeah, stay tuned really. to us for more details. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we knew who was going to win. We talked about this last week. It who was, was going to win Eldora? The track owner, of course, Smoke, Tony Stewart. And my God, he put on a clinic. I have I have a conspiracy theory. I have a conspiracy theory. Oh, you mean for the the the, the final? The the feature, as they call for it. For the feature the, when he pulled down Pit Road to start shotgun on the field because he accidentally shut the fuel pump off. Yeah. I think he was challenging himself. I do, too. I think he wanted to see if he, he could come from the back to the front. Could he win this from the back? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the first thing that hit me. Because they've never really explained, other than, like you said, this little, well, yeah, he, he might have had a little technical issue. No, he wanted to see what he could do. He was dominating. I mean, he didn't win both heats. but He, he was, could have won the second heat coming from right. the back. But he kind of backed off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I you think I think he was playing with the rest of the field. Oh, he was to drop Everybody back got. on purpose to last for the the feature race, and then blow all the way up to the front and he win just, the thing. Anyway, he just took his time, made his choices, and he he told the guys in the booth, even under green, 
talk to me. I'll talk to you. Chime mm-hmm. in. So they go, yeah. hey, Tony, how you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm having fun. And uh, Wasn't Hinch, he about ready to get Marco Andretti? I yeah, think he, it goes, was? he goes to Hinchcliffe. He goes, Hinch, I'm about to take your buddy here yeah. to school. <laughs> in another lap or so. Yeah. <laughs> and damned if in the lap later he wasn't ahead of him. Yeah. It was beautiful. And so now they'll be headed to Lucas Oil Raceway. Down in Indy for number four yeah. out of six. I'm sorry. They should run dirt all the time. That was some phenomenal racing all around. But it's, Paul Tracy is a say, fucking menace. It seemed like it was it was the Paul Tracy is evil broadcast. I mean, there were My so God, many. how many people did he take out? <laughs> Deliberately. How many, people, how many people did they have pre-recorded before the race? That came out and said, "Oh, you got to watch out for Paul Tracy. Paul Tracy's gonna he's gonna do what he wants, and he doesn't care if you're in his way." And you mentioned it. Final thing before we get to NASCAR. No Danica in the booth. Hmm. Mister Hinchcliffe. He was pretty good. He was all right. I liked him. I thought he was fine. The broadcasts have been fun though. So we'll see if if he sticks around or if they bring in somebody else. Yeah. But if Danica doesn't come back, I think we're all fine with that. It's okay. It's awesome, Bill, from Dawsonville, Danica. No, I'm loving the SRX, though. Yep. I hope hope somehow they can go through to next year. You know? I mean, obviously, I think they'll they'll stick with three more races in their commitment as far as CBS is concerned. Yeah. But like I mentioned after the first race, the ratings have not been great. No, but... People, check it out. It's fun. It is. It's they, great. The, Michael they Waltrip, have more fun it, in the booth. Michael Waltrip, every time, every <laughs> once every race, they interview him during the break between either the first heat and the second heat or the second heat in the feature. And he's always, Mr. Blue is hitting Mr. Yellow. It's hitting Mr. Green. <laughs> and watch out for Mr. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> All right, now the big news in NASCAR happened off the track just today. Yes, breaking, breaking news. Chip Canassi is no longer going to be a NASCAR starting next year. He has sold the entire operation. Charters, the shop, all assets, cars, equipment, everything. To Justin Marks with Trackhouse Racing. So now Justin Marks is bringing over Daniel Suarez in the 99. Right. He will stick around for next year with this new program that they're putting together with Ganassi's assets. Yep. The question is, who's going to be that second charter? Yeah. Now Ganassi's two drivers currently are Kurt Busch and and Ross Ross Chastain. Chastain. So where are they going to end up? One of them could possibly stay. We don't yeah. know. It's it, once again silly season starting up early, kids. Yeah, this this is huge news, though. It is very big, very big. And I, I, I'm just going to say this, and we'll move on. I think Ganassi overextended himself in terms of penalizing Kyle Larson, and I think that, that, that might have killed him. I think that might have destroyed that, killed that the program. Program. Yeah, if he didn't have that. That stud, which we've seen this year, Kyle Larson is that guy, that stud that you want. Yeah. And yes, he made a mistake, but to to 
nuke him for the whole season over it, I find offensive. And let's face it, Ganassi did not put the resources behind that program that he could have. No, he didn't. He didn't. He's more focused on IndyCar, the Formula E, the IMSA stuff, and some of their off-roading things. Yeah, I think when he lost Target, that hurt too in NASCAR. He yeah. when he lost Target as a sponsor, yeah. that hurt. All right, Pocono, the doubleheader. Not really a lot of excitement. I did not watch the Saturday race at all. And I didn't watch the Sunday race much. <laughs> I caught the end of the Sunday race, yes. hoping that things would have panned out. Yeah, I guess I for should. For our I, Hamlin pick on the Sunday with one the gas lap mileage. Short, and, one lap short. Denny Hamlin, one lap short on fuel on Sunday. So Kyle Busch wins. The aforementioned Kyle Larson finishes second. So another great run for him there. Saturday, though, I'm sorry, that was the one moment of the weekend where Kyle Larson looked like he was going to win again. again. And flat tire, boom. On the last turn, on the last lap, letting Alex Bowman sneak out a win. Yep. Gah. So overall, a really good weekend, though, for Kyle Larson. He finishes ninth and second. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, I know. All right, so this weekend, a new track for the Cup guys. Road America. The Jockey 250. We've been, we've been screaming about getting Road America in for years. Yes. So it's finally here, July the 4th. Woohoo! Pushes back the race from Daytona, the Firecracker 400 knot. Right. So now we've got five of our eight panelists have their picks in. Of course, you and I do. Of course. So who are you going with, man? I am going with Kyle Busch on this one. Yep. He's been running fairly well on the road courses and... Yep, I agree. He was probably my secondary pick. Um, but I had one Chase Elliott left. You had to take it. And he has run Road America before on the Xfinity circuit. So I, I wanted to, to burn it and get it over with and be done with it. I know there's two more road courses coming on the horizon. That's fine. I'll figure it's, it out. Okay, we'll get there. There's so many road courses. If we if we talked about this. There's so many road courses on the schedule this year. You can't take Chase Elliott or Martin Truex at all of them. Right. You're going to run out at some point. So I'm going to burn my chase here because he does have experience on this track. That's the only thing I was looking for. So I'm taking him. And so is Aaron, the Big Easy. There now, the go. other two picks we've got, the Big Blue W is taking Clean Bush as opposed to your dirty bush. Like I told you in the email, I'm riding dirty this week. <laughs> so Bill's taking Kurt Bush. If you're not familiar with sports frenzy NASCAR vernacular, dirty bush versus clean bush. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you just learned something, kids. Um, well, hopefully not the kids. <laughs> hopefully the adults <laughs> out there, 18 and over. Um, and then finally, Nick got his pick in. The juggler is taking Joey Logano. Decent pick. Not bad. Might I, I probably use him not in on other a road places, course, but, but uh, I could see him pulling a top 10. He I could. could see it. So, well, there you go, kids. That's your racing, your baseball, your NASCAR for this week. We got tons more for you coming up, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. And check out the SRX this weekend. This is Coach K. 
And after my retirement from college basketball, I plan to become an analyst on Sports Frenzy 2.0 with the Maestro and the Conquistador every Thursday on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page. Hey kids, welcome to segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. I am the maestro Kevin Crane. And we're going to get started this one with some NBA action for you. We've got uh, NBA semifinals going on. Bucks and Hawks are tied up two games apiece. And the Suns are up on the Clippers 3-2. to two, And they've got their next game tonight as we take. Yep. So there's your playoff recap. Well, and we've talked about this the last week or two, and it's still tainting the NBA playoffs, all these injuries, because now Giannis hyperextends his knee. That was ugly. So now you've got Trey Young out with the ankle. He could come back conceivably. Maybe. Giannis, at, at least from what we've heard today, no structural damage, did not tear anything. That's a good thing, but sometimes that's almost but as that's bad. But that's what they've been saying in the other series about Kawhi Leonard's knee, and he hasn't He's played still in out. weeks. Yeah. So, and it's, I hate I hate to see this because we've talked about how much we love the fact that we've got some new teams, some new blood in the uh, the final four in the NBA, and now we're getting you this. get some of the top players that and, yeah, we, can't. Of course, we talked about how LeBron James says he predicted all this. You didn't predict guys rolling ankles, stepping on other players. You were predicting hamstring pulls, things that would come from abnormal wear and tear or unusual wear and tear. These things that are happening, Giannis landed badly on his knee and his leg. That could happen at any time. So stop, take, just worry about Space Jam tanking, okay, LeBron? You're not going to play in the Olympics, so just... He's done forever. Yeah, no more. He's retired from Olympic play. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, focus on your your career as a movie star. (coughs) Oh, wait, was that Dylan Bundy throwing up? Yeah, I think it was. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I still think even with all these injuries, obviously the one team, they got Chris Paul back from the COVID situation. I think the Phoenix Suns are the team that are going to get They're through this. They're still the team to beat. Yeah, they are. You got Aiton. You've got Chris Paul. I, I just, what, Booker? You've just yeah. got those big three there. And they Phoenix. just got it handed to them by their coach for their lackadaisical play. And the last loss. Yep. And I'm I'm rooting for Monty Williams too. I'd love to see him win. Monty the title. is Monty has been through hell. And I will give credit to the Clippers and I will give credit to Tyron Lue because I've bashed him in the past, obviously not on this podcast, but in in former forms of sports frenzy. Um, because I, I said, Oh, he's the the hand picked guy that LeBron wants, and he's the one that got them the title in Cleveland with the Cavaliers. I ripped on Doc Rivers last week, and this is why. Because it's amazing how without Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers are actually trying to hold their own and doing a decent job of it with Tyron Lue. 
Whereas Doc Rivers, I think the team would have folded up the tents and gone home already. Probably. So we've got uh, new coaches. Yes. Lots of, and controversy already with one of them. Yep. Uh, Rick Carlisle, we talked about how last week he was out in Dallas. Now the now Pacers. Now he's in back in Indianapolis. Not an assistant to Larry Bird, but now the head coach calling the shots. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the Mavericks. Oh, God. You give up on Rick Carlisle and you bring in Jason Kidd. Really? Sorry, I'm not a Jason Kidd fan at all. He has never struck me as the most intelligent human being on the face of the earth. He's kind of one of those overhyped coaches. I'll tell you what I I want to do an aside here. And, and you and I can discuss this here for a minute. We got some time. We've talked about recycling head coaches. Yes. It happens Constant a lot in all the major sports. Player. All the major sports. But I think it happens maybe even more so in basketball. But when you see something like what's happening with the Atlanta Hawks right now with Nate McMillan, who has been through the grinder, he has been head coach here, assistant coach here, head coach here. And now maybe he's finally hit on the right players that understand what he's saying and what he's trying to teach. Um, I guess that's why Jason Kidd's getting another chance with the Mavericks. That's why Rick Carlisle is coming back to Indiana. At some point, maybe this recycling thing works. Even Monty Williams is on his, what, second or third team because he was the coach at least of the Pelicans. Yeah, and they they... – That's a dumpster fire down there that, for another day. That, that I think, they, they just flat out gave up on him. They All the injuries that they had when he was there, what happened was in no way a reflection on him as a coach. It was just – Bad timing on injuries and poor personnel decisions from management. Right. He got the best out of that team that he could have. Right. So we've got a lot of recycles here. Last week you mentioned the Celtics went with some new blood with M.A. Udoka. Yep. And now the guy that I think is going to be the really good next head coach, controversy. Chauncey Billups. Goes to Portland. And now, how many years later? Lots of years. I mean, what, over a decade, right? Yeah. At least over a decade. Over a decade later, claims of an assault are being made against him. Right. And Damian Lillard supposedly now wants out of Portland all of a sudden. Well, no, the claims were there 10 years ago, but now they're being rehashed. Right. Right, but supposedly Damian Lillard, when he heard that Billups was going to be the new head coach, and, and did, I'm not, I'm not for giving players a say, but at the same time, didn't anybody just kind of pass it by him and go, "Hey, what do you think? We're going to hire this guy," and then maybe he could have backed off at the last minute if if he really has that kind of a problem with Chauncey Billups. Is, is this the whole Aaron Rodgers 2.0 thing coming up now? Well, in basketball, this has been going on for quite a while now, where the players run the league. Yes, I'm going to say the un-PC thing. The, the inmates, inmates run, run the, the asylum. Because it's 100% true. So now there's rumors Damian Lillard could go to the, the Knicks. 
via free agency. And I heard the T-Wolves, for some reason, some bizarre reason, sounds like they're willing to trade for Ben Simmons and take on that massive contract we talked about last week. What? Really? I guess the Timberwolves are just they're willing desperate. to get anybody they're to come play for them. Desperate. Because nobody, uh, nobody other than Ben Simmons could probably God. end up playing for them. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is still up there, but I got to imagine the minute he can get out, he's going to get out. You know, there are just some organizations. But A-Rod's now the owner, so. There are some organizations <laughs> that should just cease to exist across the entire sports landscape. Yeah, you could see the T-Wolves ended up being an expansion team or or relocating. A relocation. Yeah. Um, then, of course, we've got the business off the court. Of course, people yapping in interviews, yapping on social media. Scottie Pippen oh. now says that Phil Jackson is a racist because he wouldn't give him that last shot. He gave it to Tony Kukoc. And then he called out Michael Jordan for directing the TV coverage of all their games. And, of course, for The Last Dance, you know, the ultra-successful documentary that blew up because of the fact it hit right after COVID, locked us all in our houses. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I have never ever had that much respect for Scottie Pippen. Uh, yes, he's a great basketball player. Okay, we get it. But when he bowed out, when he had the chance to take the spotlight away, when Michael was gone and he bowed out and sat, yeah, when they could have moved on in the playoffs, I lost a crap ton of respect for him. That was his chance to take the bull by the horn and be the leader of that team. And he did not step up. Failed miserably. And now he's going back and saying, well, it was racism. Don't I, I don't like the cop-out stuff like this. Again, it's going to leach into our show each and every week. Dave's going to have to deal with it. I embrace it because it just gives me every chance to whine and bitch and piss and moan and rant and rave about these idiots. Yeah. and then Stop using every excuse in the book and sack up and be a man. Take and say, some personal responsibility as well. Yes. People will respect you more. It will hurt your legacy less than when you pull this kind of garbage. Yep. All right, moving to the NCAA real quick. Um, boy, this disappointed me when I saw this. One uh, one note from college football, Arizona State. Oof. They're investigating violations under our man, Herm Edwards, who I love. I like Herm, but, man, they effed up badly. It sounds like Herm did not read the rule book before he took the job. Or he just said, okay, guys, do what you need to do, and didn't do any oversight. Oh, and you know, what video they sh they've got of him? Well, it's from the, the back, but so they can't 100% confirm it. It's but. his. It's the hat he wears. It's his haircut. It's Herm leading these guys around campus when nobody should have been on campus. Yeah, so 
waiting for the hammer to come down on Arizona State. That that ooh, that's that could almost be te- death penalty ish. Well, I don't know. In this day and age, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, college basketball, real quick, on a personal note. Orlando, the Magic are still looking for a head coach because Penny Hardaway. I was kind of intrigued with the idea of Penny Hardaway coming back, as coming a coach. back and being the head coach, but he's decided to stay with Memphis. And look who he's bringing in as his assistant coach down in Memphis. Larry Brown. <laughs> oh, God. How is Larry Brown going to be an assistant coach? I thought Larry Brown was dead. <laughs> Larry Brown will be Penny Hardaway's assistant coach down at Memphis. He's, what, 140 at this point? And we're not talking – we're NCAA kids. We're not talking about, you know, the Grizzlies. We're no, talking we're about talking the about college College program. level, Larry Brown is holding on. As wow. an assistant coach to Penny Hardaway. Wow. But what does that say, going back just real quick to now, the NBA? What that does that says- – I just want to know what that says about the magic job, that Penny wouldn't take that jump. That, I'm telling you, the Magic are going to get That's, sloppy seconds or thirds. That they're they're a poorly run organization. Right now, they are. You're absolutely correct. They I mean, are. They are. Yeah, they've gone from the the highs from 20 years ago. Now they're in the absolute doldrums. They're down there with the T Wolves. They're they're, they're becoming we one of those teams that maybe you should think about relocating when they no position. no no relocating. Don't do that. All right. How about new no ownership? state tax in Florida? How, they should still be able to get How players down there. How about new ownership who actually cares? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say? You had a thought there. Oh, with Larry Brown, maybe Penny brings him in to glean that extra bit of basketball knowledge from the legend before he decides he wants to make the jump to the NBA. To a better situation yeah. than the Magic. Yeah. Become better, get you know, pick Larry Brown's brain. This guy has a wealth of information. And to have him at your disposal, I think it's a brilliant move by Hardaway to bring him in that way. Yeah, and now that I think about it, going back to the Magic, I think they might actually be the worst organization now in terms of where they're set up in the NBA. Because at least the Pistons have the number one overall pick. Yeah. The T-Wolves, like we said, have Carl Anthony Towns. They've got new ownership coming in even though it's, you know, the egomaniac A-Rod. And if they can actually get Ben Simmons, that's not abysmal, no. I guess. Got that's a dope. start. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade any high draft picks for him, but no. if you're going to take on that contract. That's but, enough right there. Uh, yeah, but... I'm thinking the Magic might actually be right now the worst organization in the NBA. That kills me, man. Go. That kills me. That kills me. <laughs> Oh, I love my magic, and it's killing me. Um, all right, bud. It's your time to shine. It is time it's for us to go time. on the ice. It's getting cold, kids. Hockey. Hockey. All right. As we're talking tonight, game two between the Lightning and the Canadians is going to be taking off, and Tampa won game one. So we'll see how that Pretty rolls handily. out. Handily. Yeah. So... I would love to see the Canadians pull this off just because a team from Canada has not had a sniff of the cup in 
so long. This was their first final since 93 for the Canadians, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And guess so. what I'm going to tell you before you, you take off again? Um, go Tampa! My Florida teams, go Tampa! City of champions, Tampa! I got to go with the Canadians of the Montreal there. (laughs) All right. First Kraken head coach was named this week. Yes. The Seattle Kraken. I did not see, I did not write down who their head coach was. Oh, Dave Hextall is the first head coach just because i don't care about the crack oh come on it is already yet. it is already the coolest team in all of the major sports the kraken the seattle crack come on i'm now nah. we'll let we'll see what they do all right what about uh, the blackhawks the big news today jonathan taze makes his return to the blackhawks training facility and finally comes clean about what has plagued him, his illness that had him so run down. Chronic immune response syndrome. Basically, this was a condition that any stressors impacted various organs and whatever physiological parts of your body randomly. And just wore you down. And being Captain Sirius over the last few years of the poor play of the Hawks and some of the injuries that piled up, it took its toll on him physically and emotionally. And he needed the downtime. And he says he's back to 100% and he's ready to get going for this year. So I'm excited to have him back because, my God, Mr. Faceoff, this guy is one of the faceoff masters in the NHL, and that is an area that the Hawks were sorely lacking. So that's going to be a huge boost. And now, I gave it to you last week, putting it out there, and now it's finally gained the traction, all the crap about that sex abuse scandal. And... The NHL has taken notice, and Bettman has come out and said that they're going to wait until the investigation is done before any discipline is going to be handed out. Uh, and ESPN finally, finally, a day or two after we talked about it, you talked about it, they finally put it on their front page. Yeah, and I have to give credit to the sports network out of Canada because they were the first ones to report it and put the article out that I read, and nobody else picked up on it. Um, CEO now, Danny Wirtz, son of the current owner who's taken over, says they are bringing in federal prosecutor Reed Shar to conduct an independent review of what was going on. So the Wirtz family's taking this serious. I don't think McDonough and Bowman and all the people at the time let the words know that this was going on if they would have known something would have been done because they're trying to bring that organization back up and they wouldn't have let this crap happen so shame on john mcdonough and i think right now bowman is the only one left in the regime and you know i can't stand his ass from past episodes so he needs to be held accountable as well 
Um, also, concerns about the NHL players going to the Olympics in Beijing, China, the heart of COVID country. Um, NHL Players Association had negotiated to get the players back for the Olympics. So they've, they've got some things to work out on how that's going to plan out. And they have to do it quickly because the schedule is going to be made and that has to be taken into a, account. Yeah, and it's not just hockey. It's all the sports, all, yeah. the, all the competitions that are heading over there. You're seeing a lot of opt-outs. You're seeing a lot of people questioning if we should even go over there at all. Uh, now you got the Delta variant with COVID that people are freaking out about. So. Get vaccinated, people. I'm glad you brought up the Blackhawks story, not just because, you know, it's a great job by you of shining a light on that, but it also, and again, kids, we here at Sports Frenzy would love to take the good with the bad, but it ends up most of the time there's more bad than good. Unfortunately. So Dave brings up the situation with the abuse with the Blackhawks, and of course, we were talking about college here a few minutes ago. Now, there's a former Ohio State doctor who has been accused of sexual assault. There is a lawsuit now. 29 former male athletes are involved in this lawsuit. Now, the doctor in question has died. But, of course, the lawsuit's going on against Ohio State. This happened between 1979 and 1997. Even though there's 29 former athletes involved in this, the investigation that led to this says that upwards of 177 young men were abused by this former doctor. I'm not going to mention his name. He doesn't deserve my energy, my time. Especially since he's Dead God, may he rot in hell for eternity. But some of the accusations will not be listed here, even though we are an explicit adult. There, there are some type things that you just cannot. Yeah. I mean, the things that should not the be things mentioned. that he's accused of are just heinous beyond belief. And some of these kids were in high school. That's inexcusable in any account. And I just, yes, I'm going to rant. And I'm going to rave. It's all right. But I'm not, going to be there with you. Because... Not, not, not as much as I normally would, but I've said this and I've said this and I'll continue to say it. What the hell is wrong with us as a society? I, I don't understand predators like this being able to do this time and time again, over and over again. Why are institutions protecting these douchebags? It's inexcusable. Yeah, we can go back to, was it Michigan with the Bo Schembechler? Yeah, Michigan State with the whole I mean, freaking gymnastics seems, guy. The Big Ten's got some issues here. Well, hockey. The Big Ten's got some issues. Yeah, hockey is not exclusive. I mean, the Hawks, it's not an aberration. Because there are Canadian junior, there's a Canadian junior coach who was the man you wanted to play for to get you prepared, and he not too long ago, it was probably five years ago, finally got called out for all the abuse he perpetuated on the young players. I mean, it's sad 
completely sad that these assholes continue to be protected. Let me go back to Penn State. Again, file why does it seem to happen in the Big Ten? It seems very odd to me that this stuff all seems to happen in the Big Ten. I know it's happened in other places, but lately the spotlight, the dark spotlight, is shining on the Big Ten. Yeah. Somebody needs to do something. I don't know if you need a change in leadership. I don't know if you need to start telling these big schools, these untouchable schools, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Michigan States, the Penn States, you screw up again, you're done. You're out. You you're out of the Big Ten. Done. We're, we're kicking you out completely. You're not getting a slap on the wrist. You're going to be out of our conference completely because we're not going to tolerate you doing this to our image anymore. And a stand needs to be made by all conferences not to pick these people up. Yeah. Accountability uh, has got to be there. Yeah, I wish I was going to say things are going to be more sunny, happy, bright, and shiny in the next segment, kids. But you never know. We got dumbasses coming, so Ugh. that's usually not a good portent no, of, no, of it's things not. to come. But uh, Dave and I will be right back, so stay tuned. When the mindless zombies at the major sports networks won't leave you alone. When the forces of evil on local sports radio have you cornered. Load up the boomstick known as Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. Kevin Dave will drive the dull and boring voices in your head away and offer you the sports salvation you need. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget the weekend edition every Saturday, where the maestro and the conquistador might just review your favorite horror flick. Sports Frenzy 2.0. It's groovy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the final segment. No, no bonus segment this week. I'm not going to yammer that much. So, Are you sure? Yes, I am definitely sure we are not going four this week. <laughs> <laughs> it is the last day of June. It's the 30th, 2021. This will hit on July the 1st. We're halfway through with 2021. Yes, it's been better than 2020. Concert's coming. Woohoo! Good times ahead, kids. Football is coming. So we've got some NFL tidbits along yes. with some other miscellaneous sports nuggets to get to before the moments of silence and the Red Foreman dumbasses of the week. He's the maestro Kevin Crane. He's the conquistador Dave Height. And kids, did you know football is gay? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> football is queer. Yes. <laughs> the new ad campaign that just hit after the Carl Nassib declaration last week. It's nothing new. It's been around. There have been players forever. We finally heard the great Bruce Smith, the legend of the Bills, saying, yeah, we had gay teammates in the 90s. It wasn't a big deal. They, were, they were our teammates. We, who, who cares? That's what you and I have been saying all along for years and years about this. 
Stop making it out to be a big deal, and it gets normalized, which is what everybody wants. Yeah, if you are, okay, but don't publicize it. Why, why do you have to draw the attention? You don't. And, and we'll get into this more later, probably more in the weekend edition, but maybe a little bit here in the, the next couple minutes with some of these topics we've got coming up. But you've got to stop the mass media from tout. The mass media needs to do a complete and total revamp and redo. It'll never happen. CNN doesn't care that their ratings are in the sewer. No. But if you stop bringing up this stuff like it's some groundbreaking, new, amazing thing and just treat it like it's a normal, everyday thing, guess what it becomes? A normal, everyday thing, and then we're all accepting and we're all equal, and that's supposedly what we all want, but you don't want it because that would be boring. And it won't fit your 24-hour news, news cycle. cycle that my Damn man, you, Ted Turner to hell. My man. For destroying this country by having to make news up. Yes, fake news has gone all the way back to when Ted Turner started CNN and you had to make shit up to fill your 24-hour cycle. I give, I give Dave Height 100% credit for that. He said that for years and years and decades. The man knew what he was talking about back then. He still knows what he's talking about. He's 100% right. If it wasn't for the 24-hour news need to fill every single second of every single minute cycle on TV and the Internet and on social media, we wouldn't have to deal with this kind of stuff. Great for Carl Nassib. Great that football is gay. Let's move on. And we will. Why were the Indianapolis Colts, I find this odd, we live in Indiana. Yes. Why were the Colts the last team to announce they would be at full capacity? I have no freaking clue. That just seems odd to me. California announced this before the Colts did? I don't get it. We've been open for everything. I don't know what the hell the Colts, it had to have been the organization. Maybe they were waiting to see well, Indianapolis has behaved. Indianapolis has behaved a lot differently than the rest of the state. This is true. They've been really bizarre. They've almost been Californicating. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good good summation. Yeah, they've there. been a little bit more liberal they, they, than the rest of the state. They've been a little behind on the vaccinations in the state, which yeah. is surprising. Yeah, and don't screw around with this because. We need full capacity come September for a certain concert at the Colt Stadium. Yes, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen opening for Guns N' Roses. Not to mention, on the outskirts, we've got one or two shows there. But that's weekend edition stuff. Yeah. The NFL, here's, the NFL threw a curveball here this last week that I find very odd. Even though supposedly we're getting over the whole COVID thing, People are getting vaccinated, like you've mentioned, though, not as many as sh who should be vaccinated, who should be getting vaccinated. Exactly. But the NFL is going to allow opt-outs again for 2021. And for the second year in a row, they canceled the supplemental draft. And this conspiracy theory is, you know who this helps out? Aaron Rodgers. 
F him. Aaron Rodgers could now opt out of the season with no penalty That's financially. Bullshit. It's 100%. Absolute 100% bullshit. bullshit. This is like we talked about here again locally with Billy Joel. They shouldn't have canceled the concert. It was way. It would have been last weekend. Ten and, freaking days. It would have been fine last weekend. It would have been fine. Gah. We're still getting some overreaction. Now, California's talking about going back to the masks. Because of the Delta variant. Yes. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this crap dies down. We move on with our lives. Yes, that would because be nice. Because if we go back into lockdown again, I'm going to go freaking apeshit crazy. Yeah. I am. If I got to go back through all this, no concerts, you know. No! Oh, don't even think about it. What I am going to think about is Bucko Bruce on a helmet <laughs> for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because <laughs> the NFL is allowing secondary Ultimate helmet designs. Helmet designs is awesome. Now, I'm sorry, but why does the helmet need to be presented before the season for approval? <laughs> this I is complete and total bullshit. Oh, like the players only have one helmet that they wear the entire year. No, they don't. It's the same damn protective helmet. You're just throwing a different paint scheme on it ridiculous but yeah we're gonna get bucko bruce we're gonna get pat the patriots the old school denver broncos helmets the which snort, are awesome the snorting horse yes yes those are the three that jump out at me is the three that i want back yeah those are the old school ones i grew up with yes i love the creamsicle uniforms of the buccaneers you know i like the new ones too the buccaneers well, you're, have you're really gonna, been you're, you're gonna get the bucking colt back too Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the Buccaneers are really the only team I can think of that's been able to pull off two drastically different uniforms and make them both work. Yeah, you're right. The current, you know, they got rid of the video game numbers <laughs> Those from about five bad. or six years ago. Those were, were awful. Yeah, the, I don't know who the idiot was that came up with that. But now they're back to the pewter, the regular pewter and red. And then, of course, the old creamsicles. Yeah. Both. I love both of them. But, yeah, if we can. Tom Brady <laughs> in the Bucko Bruce helmet and the creamsicle. Oh, that I that will be awesome. That's going to be fun. I uh, might actually spend the money you know, to get a creamsicle Brady jersey. It's about time the NFL is going to do something fun for the players. Yeah. All right, moving back on to, uh, we were talking about the COVID situation. I feel bad for NC State. I do. Um, in the College World Series, NC State got knocked out. And they gave, I think they gave Vanderbilt a free pass to yeah. the final round because of a COVID situation with NC State. And again, this came back to people not getting vaccinated when they should have been vaccinated. Yep. I saw a big hubbub and to do an opinion article on Yahoo Sports about how dare these athletes be so irresponsible. And they're, I get it. I'm like, you just get the shot. They're not implanting a chip. It's not going to kill you. It's going to be fine. Forget yes. this QAnon 
bullshit conspiracy crap. And I understand. I, I, guys, I'm with you. If if you want freedom of choice, free speech, all that, I'm with you. But you are going to suffer the consequences for what you do. Right. Exactly. There, there are ramifications for every decision you make. You can yell fire in a crowded movie theater. But you're going to jail. There you go. You have the right to do it. But you're, yeah, you're going to. It gonna doesn't get... mean it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You better not drop the soap in jail because that's where you're going. All right. Wimbledon just started up. So we'll have the, uh, the final results of that here in a couple weekends. But a couple injuries of note. Already. Especially. Serena Williams out in the first round as she uh, messed up her knee. And, of course, people are complaining about the situation with the surface because I guess Wimbledon Wimbledon doesn't touch the grass. No, so it, can it be is slick. what it, it is. Can be, it can be – if it's wet. It's wet. It's They play the conditions as it is. Right. And so, there's, there's no trying to have – equal, whatever, you have to adapt to the conditions of play. Right. So Serena, and I didn't realize, I'm sorry, this will make me sound like an ignorant sports person, but I did not realize she was 39. God, she already? she's 39 years old. I never would have, if you'd have asked me, I'd have said 33, 30. She's 39 years old. Makes you feel old, doesn't well, it? Well, she's a physical specimen. You know, she, she has is. maintained, and she's one of those people that have been blessed with a, a body, an athletic body, that is thick enough, yet muscular and athletic and, and flexible enough where she's been able to do what she's done. And let's let's give her credit for keeping oh, herself in shape after having a child. Yes, absolutely. Hats off to her for being able to maintain the level of fitness. Yeah, that and she I was has. being I was being a, a jerk in my head when I, f- I saw the footage of it when I, mm-hmm. I first came across the story and saw the video clip, and I was being a jerk. I was like, "Oh, she's crying! Stop crying! I don't need to see athletes crying." And then I thought about it. I'm like, "She's 39. She's never probably going to be in this position again." She might have a shot here coming up at the U.S. Open um, to break Margaret Court's record. If her knee is... Right. So I was like, okay, stop being a, a douchebag maestro. Give her a break. So I hope she gets better. I She does deserve to hold the record. And his her heart grew 10 sizes today. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. What is this, a Dr. Seuss? Story? Oh, wait, we can't talk about Dr. Seuss because he's been canceled. <laughs> All right, before we move on to the moments of silence, we got to talk about this Tour de France crash. Oh, my God. I almost wanted to put this in my dumbass, but... This is my dumbass, but I we have to call it out early. I mean, we got to go more in depth on this for a couple minutes. The stupidity of this individual... Wanting to be on TV with their big-ass cardboard sign wipes out a majority of the writers early in the first stage. Yeah, and at first when I saw the story, all I saw were still pictures of the writers. And yes, some of them were very battered and bloodied 
she could have killed somebody. But then I got a shot to see the video. Somebody had a video camera going right there and in the, 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 where you could see her sticking the sign out, taking out that one rider completely. And yeah. of course that causes the chain reaction. And then you see the overhead of everybody going down and trying to avoid and going to, Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. About the first, about the first 10 guys got through and a couple of them were looking back like, like what, the what the hell happened back there? Yeah. And then, then it comes out that the tour is going to sue her. Yes. And then she's out of the country. <laughs> but they finally The manhunt. The manhunt began and she has hunt. the woman hunt began. She has been arrested and is being held. Boy. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that now, should just be like you said, she should be a dumbass, but she warrants so much more than that, so much more coverage for being this could be the dumbass of the year award. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, this the egregious the whole me 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 i'm more important than the actual well yeah welcome to our society yeah uh, i i think this could be the dumbass of the year we'll have if, to, if we'll have not, to put this one in as a a final th this could be in the pantheon of dumbasses of all time yeah if we could get that sign and put it in the sports frenzy museum <laughs> along with <laughs> along with huggy bear's bowling ball <laughs> And all the old sports frenzy signs from cable access days. Oh, Lord. All right. Time to go on. Yes, we're going to go from potential dumbass of the year, two moments of silence, to our regular dumbasses. So we're going to pivot, pivot. Pivot, pivot. All right. Dave's got the uh, the moments, moments of silence. Moments of silence. Uh, first off, I got to go with... Thoughts and prayers to Jerry Reinsdorf and his family on the passing of his wife, Martell. He's 85 and has had a long illness that she'd been suffering through. So kind of hits close to home. And then NASCAR lost a legend in Jack Ingram, the Iron Man, two-time Xfinity champ, won multiple championships as a late model driver, and it was in 1973 that he got the title Iron Man, running late models, ran six races in five days in five states, and won four of them. That that's dedication to to your sport and running right there. So thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. All right, now it's time to go back to the dumbasses again. And uh, this is where the maestro's probably going to burn about 10 minutes, screaming and yelling. There you go, because oh. I burned my two. All right. First off, and these are two big ones. Anybody who's paid attention to the news the last week knows who I'm going to go after. Jalen Rose, number one. He's an idiot. He's always been an idiot. I've never understood why ESPN ever gave him a job to begin with. He can barely put two sentences together. He was part of the Fab Five. Yeah, him and Chris Webber, neither one of them. This tells you about the quality of education you get at Michigan, I guess. Yes, it does. Hurts my ears when I hear Chris Webber doing an NBA game. And it hurts my ears and my heart. 
when I hear Jalen Rose being a racist. He is a racist, people. Whether you want to believe it or not, whether you want to say white people are the only people that can be racist, no, everybody can be a racist, and Jalen Rose is a racist for calling out Team USA in basketball for putting Kevin Love on the team, saying that he's disappointed, Jalen Rose is, that they, they did the that token white boy because the they called him a token white boy. And this is the great and glorious progress we're making with all these neo-hippies, all these BLM people, all the Antifa people, all the liberals, all the progressives. This is the progress we're making now. And this is ESPN has not fired him for this yet? No, because he, he gave a, a pseudo-apology about it. Uh, how many other people have given heartfelt apologies that were still let go? Here's the thing. You can make the argument that Kevin Love might not have been one of the 12 or 15 best players. But, as Jerry Colangelo pointed out, he does have experience in the past in the Olympics. This doesn't necessarily mean we're only picking the best players right now. It's a four-year, now a five-year gap, right, from the last time we played? Yes. So maybe he's taking the best players over the last five years in terms of cumulative ability. And this is only the second player in the last 25 years, white player, to be selected for Team USA. I don't think that's a lot to ask. Granted, I think this is the second time Kevin Love's been on. The only other one is John Stockton. So let's slow our roll. And here's the big thing. Here's what makes me hate Jalen Rose even more. Oh, I don't want the token white guy on my team, my USA team, the Olympic team representing my country. Hey, Jalen, who are you married to? Oh, Molly Quirum, not a black woman. So it seems like you're okay with declaring racism when it fits your agenda, but not your personal life. You're tolerant and forgiving when it comes to the piece of ass you want to sleep with at night, but not when it comes to America's basketball team. Shame on you. Shame on ESPN for putting up with this douchebag. This guy could be right up there with the Tour de France woman as dumbass of the year in my book. There you go. That was It was a horrible thing for him to say. In this day and age, again, I keep saying in this day and age. No, but anytime. You, you have it's to unacceptable. remember. Five-second rule, five-minute rule. Think before you speak. Yes. If, if, if you, there's a part of your brain, even in Jalen Rose's little minuscule, hate-filled mind, there's a little voice in there that might have said, don't do it, don't do it, don't say it. And he ignored it and said it. Then we've got another hate monger. And this is what's really sad. This is what's really sad, is this is a representative of the U.S. Olympic team. Not somebody commenting on the Olympic team like Jalen Rose. Actual 
member. And she has been all over the news the last few days, and I hate her possibly even more than Jalen Rose. Gwen Berry, Olympic hammer thrower, and she is on the team. She will now be representing the United States in the Olympics, turned her back on the American flag during the anthem, claims it's a conspiracy, but at the same time says, you know, no regrets, no regrets to what she did. There's no conspiracy if you have no regrets of what you did. And here's the thing that tells me she's just as bad as Jalen Rose, and she's just as big a racist as he is. And yes, again, I'm saying black people can be racist. If white people can be racist, black people, Asian people, people of all creeds and colors can be racist, can be homophobes, can be sexist, can be bigots. She said, I never said I hate my country, but I love my people. This was her apology, her her justification for what she did. So it basically sounds to me like I don't hate the country as long as we're dealing with the people that look like me, the people that are related to me, the people that are of my same skin color. That was a thinly veiled racist comment where she's saying, I don't hate America. Just most of America. Yeah, as long as it's not the people, you know, that I grew up with and around. That's disgusting. Disgusting. And the people, and we'll get to this in the weekend edition, kids. I've got a tie-in. This is how deep I go into this. I've got a tie-in dumbass on the weekend edition to go with this. A companion piece. You'll love it. Wow. You need to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But I I can't stand the hatred. I can't stand it. You want equality. You want it all to go away, but still perpetuate it. it. It doesn't go both ways. It's all or nothing. Yeah, you can't have partial equality. Partial racism. I have an argument with a certain 19-year-old all the time about the use of the N-word. I know this is off topic, but we're going to wrap up here in a minute anyway. I don't understand why certain people are allowed to use certain vulgar, racist terms just because they're of that particular group. How about we get rid of it all together? I've said this and said this. Get rid of it all together. Get rid yes, of the hatred. please. I thought that's what we were trying to do was get rid of the hatred. Get rid of the inequality. You cracker, Dave. You're... White bread. <laughs> See, it's just stupid. It's just it's stupid. It makes no sense. It needs... If you hate somebody, here's an idea. Call him an asshole. That's an all-encompassing term. Doesn't matter what your skin color is, your religious background, whether you're a homosexual, a heterosexual, just call him an asshole. There you go. Hey, asshole Dave. What asshole, Kevin? It's time to wrap up Sports Frenzy for the week. Thank God. (laughs) This went off the rails quickly. For the conquistador, Dave Height. For the maestro, Kevin Crane. 
check out the weekend edition. It's going to be fun, kids. We got a ton of reviews, and we've got more, as I mentioned, tying into what we've been talking about hey, here. Happy Under- Independence Day. Shoot off your fireworks unless it's a dry area. Don't start a freaking fire and fly your damn American flag with pride. Stand up for the national anthem. Put your hand over your heart. God damn it. Pay tribute to the men and women of the military and the first responders who protect us every day. And if you don't, I hope you burn in hell. Wow. How about that for a sign off? you go. If I could give a finger through the podcast, I would right now. (laughs) All right, kids, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.